previously on the Infinite Escape Room. You uh, you finger as many crevices as you can. Mortal Kombat. We also can't play Cluedo, as I've lost the Colonel Mustard card. I mean, to me, it looks like fencing made by a drunk. And welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a gaggle of geographically diverse chums come together, solve an escape room of the ears, and then bugger off to the pub for a drink. My name's Jamie, and I have earned eight restraining orders against the Pope. Two more, and I get my VIP patch. I'm a lucky boy. <laughs> I think it's like two more and you get a free Pope. Like a Nero. <laughs> okay, now um, we've got to know, uh, Jamie, what was the last one for? Just lunging wildly at, at him. Just waiting till he turns the corner and... Ah! He's got a very lungeable persona, does the Pope. You see him and you want to just dive bomb the a guy. lungeable persona. Which Pope That's are we on now? The Pope. Oh, uh, yeah, the Pope. Oh, oh, sorry, the Pope. Just, just, just the Pope. Not Pope, all there is. Pope with a vengeance and Pope Harder. <laughs> just the Pope, okay. Live, live, pope live another day. day pope. <laughs> <laughs> and locked in with me today are a trio of tireless ticklers. I'm Alid and I'm that much of a workaholic. I once work, walked six hours to work. Is that that's, true? That's a true, that's a true thing. Not that quite. That plausible. It was three. In the snow? Uphill? Nope. I have walked home from the snow. Yeah, that was a snow thing. Jesus Christ, why? Just no job is worth three hours of walking. Didn't have a car. No, that's fair. Okay. <laughs> wow. Um, I mean, do your legs still function? No, funnily enough. <laughs> but thanks to this new wheelchair I have, I get to work in just an hour and a half. Yeah. And I get a parking space. <laughs> For the car I doesn't have. <laughs> For the car I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm John, and... Ten years ago, I invented the world's first teleportation device. Naturally, as it's a very dangerous uh, invention, I decided to test it on myself. Though at the very last moment before activation, Mike jumped into the teleporter with me. When we appeared at the other side, all of Mike's hair was now on my head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and all of my pubic hair was now on Mike's chin. Oh, you... oh. And has remained there. <laughs> Oh my! Oh, that's a, oh, that's a good one. That's a good savagery. This does explain why you have no body hair, like mm. a thirteen-year-old boy. It's true. Oh, how would you know what a thirteen-year-old boy's body hair is like, Mike? I was a thirteen-year-old boy at one point. I, had, I spent a whole year as a thirteen-year-old boy. It was a hell of a ride. Just staring in the mirror, just straining, going, "Grow, damn it, grow!" Getting the tweezers and pulling it out. <laughs> I pop this retina. And I'm Riggedy Diggity Mike Collins. And I recently wasted a load of time pitching a new show to the BBC where Richard Osman and Alexander Armstrong um, count the number of digits on everybody's feet. It was totally pointless. Totally pointless. Do you get it? This episode of the Infinite Escape Room is sponsored by Donald Trump's 2024 election campaign. <laughs> That's right. It seems that after the runaway success of our previous sponsor, Fascist Fashion, the Peter yes. Burger himself insisted on having a slot on the podcast. Now, listeners, whereas we usually have some creative input in our sponsor scripts, uh, Old McDonnie himself has sent us his campaign ad in this sealed folder marked Top Secret and Classified. Although that's at least what it did say, it's been crudely sharpied out, and the words "I belong to Donny Bigley Winner Man" is scrawled over the front <laughs> instead. <clears throat> 
Okay, so I can see that the script is mostly blank, and what words I can make out have been written in a mixture of crayon and feces, so I'll do my best to, to read the sponsor script. <clears throat> Hello, fellow American. This, you should vote. Me! I leave power. Good. Thank you. Thank you. If you vote me, I'm hot. Taxes, they'll be lower, son. The Republican vote for me is right thing to do, America. So do. Good Lord. I really hope that the people who listen to the Infinite Escape Room and the people that watch All the Sunny in Philadelphia, that Venn diagram is actually a circle. Because otherwise three people wouldn't understand that reference. So is that... I have to ask, where did that come from? That That is entirely lifted from an episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> well, the, the actual script, the, the preface stuff was me. So I, not, not, but not in the thief. voice of Donald Trump. I, I started no. writing that down because that was so cryptic. I assumed it was a clue for later. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. Now, see, Mike, <laughs> if this was you hosting, that would be a clue for later. But because this is a good person hosting... That's now, just the, the intro. The, the last time I tried doing a Donald Trump-based memory task at the beginning of the episode, they wanted to kill me by the end, so I've learned my lesson. <laughs> also, this podcast wouldn't be possible if not for the love and support of our wonderful army of patrons. You keep us off the streets and on the air. And this week's episode is brought to you by Charlotte Knowles, Hill Burton, Bettina Pagalilowen, Will Ryder, Dave Lecomte, and Laura Vance. I love you all. You make me feel like dancing when I dance the night away. And they were there on January 6th for me they were all there they were fantastic they were looking absolutely fabulous one of the war horns on his hat for a coat it was beautiful so here's how the show works each week one of us will present a part of the infinite escape room a mobius curve of puzzles themes and dubious ip infringement seamlessly linking to one another in an endless escape experience adventure i'll be bringing the puzzle this week while alid john and mike will try to solve it and if they don't manage it within the time given to them then dire consequences shall befall them. And, of course, escaping is thirsty work. So after each episode, we take a step halfway off infinity into the pubiverse, where we find a cosy boozer for a pint and a bit of a chat. That's the premise. Are you ready, folks? Yes! I was born ready. <laughs> then let's enter the infinite escape room. Last time. You manage to thwart the games of one totally bogus death and find yourself sat in a projectionist booth at the local cinema. The projectionist, strangled by a roll of film that's still rolling through the projector, has corrupted the picture, creating a soothing kaleidoscope effect on the screen. As you stare at the swirling, whirling shapes, your eyes begin to droop as the weight of your adventures catches up with you. Soon you begin to fall asleep, pulled in by the swirl of colours and shapes. You're suddenly jolted awake by something hitting your head. You open your eyes and see the ghost of Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart staring back at you. Oh, here we go. Oh, finally. I've been trying to wake you up for what seems like a month now. <laughs> I finally worked up enough poltergeist energy to throw some sizer at you. Sorry about that. You look around and realize you're back in the cave beneath the cave when you narrowly escape defeat from the bench-pressing roided-up whale. Looks like you never actually managed to escape, and the past couple of weeks have all been a dream, as he reckons <laughs> the episode he wrote two months ago. That's <laughs> <laughs> This is shock. Yeah, it's another hole. Don't worry. These kinds of places always have a secret escape tunnel. Back in a jiffy. I can't get the Nazi uniform out of my head now. I just can't. I'm sorry. I'm trying. Are you getting hair flick at the Gestapo as well? Yes. Yeah. In a sort of camp way. 
<laughs> Do you have the Jojo Rabbit? You stop. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where have you hidden the pictures of fallen Madonna with the big, the big boobies? boobies? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Was it Lily, Lily of the Valley with a hint of diesel oil? <laughs> Mozart's dimly glowing spectre dives into a large pool next to you. After a few minutes, he resurfaces. Yours is a small opening, but it's blocked by a boulder. Don't worry, I have a bit of the poltergeist in me now. I'll get as free fast as you can say your Hollerach cocked in Meimenhausen. He dives down once more and takes a bit longer to come back. There is a slight problem. I managed to remove the boulder, but it turns out it wasn't an escape tunnel. It was a chamber to an even bigger lake. Now I believe that we are flooding. Ashiza, we are trapped. Oh, wait, I'm a ghost. I can fly. So you're trapped. I'm out of here. Oh, we designed, bitches. And Mozart's shitty little spectral form flies back up into the opening of the cave. The echoing of Mozart's triumphant fuckery causes a small earthquake that blocks the entrance behind him. In the dim light, you can see a small boat against the east wall of the cave, some cave paintings and signs on the north wall, and a lake to the west. And based on your advanced knowledge of fluid dynamics... You've got about 30 minutes to find an alternative means of escape before the cave floods and takes you with it. Your time starts now. I do have an advanced knowledge of fluid dynamics. Shit. <laughs> this is not going to work out well for me. I don't, but can't we just get in the boat? And then when the waters rise, they'll just the boat will float away and we'll float away on it. The entrance to the cave that you fell down in is currently blocked, so when the water rises, you'll either get crushed against the wall of the cave, or you will drown. Either crushed or drown. Hmm. Tempting. No. <laughs> um, okay, can we take a look at this boat then, please, Jamie? Certainly. No, no, no. No. German, Jamie. Oh, Mozart's <laughs> fucked off. This is, now you're stuck with me. I uh, wanted to so, see if you could keep it up. So you see a small coracle <laughs> boat. Uh, it's made a small coracle boat that's made of reeds and it's big enough to fit a single person. Uh, it's got a single oar across it too, uh, and it's already occupied with the corpse of some unfortunate Edwardian explorer. Hmm. There's always a dead body. We've not always. We've not um, desecrated a corpse in a while, Jamie. Can I please desecrate that corpse? The last time we desecrated a corpse was in this room with the whale outside. Oh yeah, it was, wasn't it? And it was Amadeus. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it seems like it's been a while at least. Uh, so you take a look at the corpse and he looks like a peaky blinder who's had a three-day bender at a pig farm. Uh, also, he's very, 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 very dead. Uh, he's wearing like a moth-eaten waistcoat and trousers. He's got a flat cap and he's got like a coil of rope around his shoulder. Mm, that rope cap might come in handy. Can we frisk him? Hmm. Uh, yeah, you give him a frisk. You root around in his pockets and uh, you find a little post-it note that reads, I've been stuck in this cave for too long. I know there are more caves beyond this. The signs on the walls prove as much, but I can't access them. I need someone to lend me a... Uh, uh, hmm. Signs on the walls. That's fine. There were cave paintings. There were. Now would seem a good juncture to go and take a look at the cave paintings, mm. please, Jamie. Twood. Certainly. Um, so on the north wall, <clears throat> you see that it is covered in these sort of Neolithic handprints that have um, different symbols painted on them as well. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, right. So what we have here are lots of red circles in all individual and sort of scattered around this paper. There are uh, about, about 18 of them, roughly. And inside each red circle is a handprint. 
And inside the handprint on the palm of each hand is an image. And we have going from top left to bottom right the following. A bone, a crucifix, a fish, boobies, a crucifix, a crescent moon, boobies, <laughs> a bone, boobies, a crescent moon, a penis, sun, sun, penis, sun, fish, crescent moon, fish, crucifix, penis, bone. Sun, 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 penis, sun, 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 bone, sun, 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 penis. Sorry. They're all facing slightly different directions, as are the things inside them. I don't know if that's relevant. Uh, also, above uh, that wall of, of uh, cave paintings, you do have some signs that are placed up on the walls to the left and the right of that, those prints. Uh, to the left of those is a sign that says Cathedral Cave. And to the right is a sign that says Bone Cave. Or it did originally, if some wayward youth hadn't crudely graffitied an extra R at the end of the word Bone Okay, so are we to take from that that some of these cave paintings uh, are graffitis? Because I, I happen to note that the um, the penises are quite um, teenagery. Um, they appear to be original Neolithic art. Okay, all of them. Hmm. Oh, hang on. No, does that work? No, it doesn't. There's three of each. Ah, oh, damn! You got there ahead of me. Yep. Yeah, I was just, I was that just right there. I wonder if the placement of them is significant. Three crucify, three bones, three sets of boobies, three crescent moons, three fish, and three penises. And there's three of us. Oh. Interesting. We could each have a sun, a moon, a crucifix, and a dick. Why would I not just have the... Th I'll take the three boobies, you'll take the rest, it's fine. <laughs> there's six boobies in total, mate. Uh, yeah, this ain't total recall. Yes. <laughs> Start the reactor, Alad. I wonder if the placement of these is significant. So... I'm just looking at, for example, because these are in threes, they intersect to form triangles on the wall. So if you were to join up um, the points between them, you would have a series of triangles. But I'm looking mm. at where they line up, and I'm not sure I see anything desperately significant at the moment. I think we should keep looking around the room. I feel like there's going to be some extra information. I'm thinking back, Michael, to that room we did recently, but we found a thing that made no sense. And rather than looking for other things that would make it make sense, we stared at it for 10 minutes. I still think if we'd stared at it for another five, we could have got it through <laughs> sheer will. Okay. But point taken, <laughs> yes. So what else, we need to, what else have we not looked at yet? Alad? So the paintings we've looked at. The boat. We can look at the lake, I think, can't we? Yeah, let's go and take a look yeah, at the lake. Take a look. Uh, so the the lake is just a large, deep pool of stagnant cave water that's ice cold to the touch. And you can see a, a bit beyond that lake, toward the southwest of the cave, just on the other side of it, is a little patch of land with some stalagmites. Can I go for a swim to get to that patch of land? You take a dip in that thing and it is ice cold. If you try and swim, you will probably just hey, get hypothermia. Hey, look, I've been swimming on New Year's Day here, my friend, and I was totally fine. <laughs> if you had some body hair, John, if one of us had a full complement of body hair, then we might be all right. You'd be insulated, but no. Curse that teleporter. <laughs> no, I, I, I'd be, I'm all right from the chin down and you're fine from the ears up. Yep. <laughs> And Alan's too short to go in the water. <laughs> we all know that Welsh don't swim. Just badly. We flounder. We can tread water and that's about it. It's because it's not sexy. Being able to swim is not a sexy thing. That's the thing. Nobody looks good swimming. I look good swimming. I look all right swimming. I think. Michael. No single person in the world looks good at swimming. I do not look Michael. good swimming. You John. have referred to me, and I quote, 
as an oiled seal. Yeah, which is sexy to other seals, not to me. They're like, oh, look at that oily seal. Yum. Whereas I'm like, oh man, look at that oiled seal. Jesus. Turn <laughs> him on your sofa. Um, sorry, no mention has been made of a time limit yet. Yeah, I'm, shit. I'm concerned that they No, we had 30 minutes. We one. had 30 minutes. We had 30 minutes, yeah. Our yes, understanding of fluid you have, dynamics. Yeah, 22 now. Well, can we get in the coracle? Can um, can I hop in the coracle and mm. corrock myself a crossle to the little island? Uh, sure. Are you taking the, the cops with you or are you, are you going to... shoving that motherfucker into the water, into the ice Whoa, 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 whoa. Before we throw him into the water, we're taking the rope off him. Yeah, um, yeah. Maybe okay, I I'll think, leave him on the shore. Why don't we just leave the body on the land where he's nice and accessible in case we want to do things to him later? Good shout. We could turn his bones into weapons and fight for the coracle become kings of our floating hell. Hang on, hang on, hang on. We have hands, penises, but uh, boobies doesn't work. There's a thing here. There's a thing. Moving it, on. It's, uh, so, yeah, so you're using this coracle to cross the lake, yeah? Yes, please. Cool. Uh, yeah, so you get in the boat and you cross the lake onto the little patch of dry land and on it is a, a little group of six stalagmites, all at different heights, looming towards you like the back wall of a sex shop. And there's a little plaque wow. next to them that says... <laughs> <laughs> the nuns, so called because they resemble a group of nuns and nothing else. The term was coined by the discoverers of the cave, but it's believed these stalagmites date back to prehistory. Okay. Do you have perhaps an image of the heights of these stalagmites? Or? I do not, and it does not matter. Okay. There are six of them. Yeah. And they, they re- examine them. Closely? They resemble nuns. Uh, Allegedly. Well, appar- apparently. But they look, they look more like dildos, I'll be honest with you. Oh, so they, they wouldn't perhaps be the... They wouldn't fulfil the um, three sets of boobs. Uh, no. No. They, they are... No, no, I see where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, can we examine the, the, the can we examine the nuns closely? Uh, yeah, you examine the nuns closely, and um, each of those stalagmites seems to be slightly movable, that you can, like, push it down. Um, and when you do, it makes a little click. Ah, interesting. And we, are they all different heights? All different oh, heights, right. but that doesn't seem to be um, relevant. We've got three crucifixes on the wall. We have. I wonder if... Uh, how are these um, nuns arranged, Jamie? Uh, uh, in a line. In a line, okay. And there's six of them. Yeah. Hmm. The height doesn't matter. Does the height I change think. when you push them up and down? Um, a little or do they just click? But it's not like much. It's Which almost like we, pressing a button. What if we push them down in order of shortest to longest? Uh, you do, you press them all down, and nothing really happens. Um, what was it the man in the coracle said again? Uh, the little post-it note says, I've been stuck in this cave for far too long. I know there are caves beyond this. The signs on the walls prove as much, but I can't access them. I need someone to lend me a... A hand. A hand. Lend me a hand. Um, mm, the signs on the walls prove as much there are caves beyond this. Are we, sorry, are we, are we in, like, are we, if the signs on the walls prove there are other caves, right, then the signs on the walls must, must implicate another cave. So does that mean that are we in, are we in Crescent Moon Cave or, or Crucifix Cave or, are you, we in Crucifix Cave because we're with the nuns? Oh, you maybe. are currently just in a cave. 
There's no designation of what the cave is. Uh, but now on that wall with the handprints, there are two signs to the left and right. Um, th- on the left-hand side, there's a sign that says Cathedral Cave. And on the right-hand side is a sign that says Bone Cave. Uh, it did originally say Bone Cave, but someone has scribbled an extra R at the end of that word. Okay. If Cathedral Cave, presumably that's the hands with the crucifix. Bone Cave, obviously it's the hand with the bones. That leaves Fish Cave, Booby Cave, um, Penis Cave, Crescent Moon Crescent Moon Cave and Penis Cave. Oh, hang on, guys. Hmm. Jamie, are we able to reach these paintings? Yeah, yeah, you can get right okay, to them. And... Can, I, can I coracle back across? There's three yeah. of us, there's three hands. Can we please put our yeah. hands, all three of us, over the cathedral, over the, the crucifix symbols? Uh, you certainly can. Um, when you place your hands on each of the crosses on the handprints, you hear Lend the me sound. A hand. You hear the sound of stone scraping on stone as part yeah. of the rock shelf to your left slides away, revealing a sharp tunnel. Uh, how a bunch of cavemen knew how to create Christian iconography several millennia early is anyone's guess, but suspension of disbelief. Uh, so you wander into the cathedral cave and you are just deafened by the sound of a huge waterfall in the centre of the room. So I can, I can hear kind of like a um, uh, it's flow music. of water. And yeah, kind of like, like organ music, I'd say. Oh. And uh, as you go further into the cave, um, tucked towards the back of the cave, you spot a little toolbox that's locked with a four-digit code. And it looks like it's seen better days and uh, it's heavily corroded from water damage. Uh, but stuck to the toolbox is another little post-it note that reads... Our earliest excavations revealed Ice Age hunting activity, but they must have been still evolving their technology as the arrows we found weren't consistent with the flights. The arrows weren't consistent with the flights. Uh, yeah. I think the flight is kind of like, you know, the fletchy bit at the back it's, of the arrow. Yeah, it is. That's just, so what, there's less arrows than there are flights or there's more arrows than there are flights? Match, maybe. You have 15 minutes remaining. Mm, Shit. Yeah. Can we go back out into the cave proper? And yep. uh, it was Boner Cave was our option, wasn't it? There's, um, well, we've got two options. We've either got the dicks or we've got the bones. What do we think? Dicks or bones? Bone. Okay, so can we all three of us put our hands on the bones? Uh, yeah, you put your hands on the bones and nothing happens. Oh, uh, right. dicks then. The, yep, dicks. <laughs> cool. So you each place your hands tenderly on the shaft. And as you do, you hear the sound of stone scraping on stone as part of the rock shelf slides away, revealing a short tunnel into the bone cave. As you uh, walk into that new part of the cave, you are greeted with a group of dead-eyed mannequins with bare-skin furs that huddle around a plastic fire. Uh, several of them look like they used to be animatronics, but now look like they're stand-ins for the Five Nights at Freddy movie. And <laughs> beyond that little diorama, there's a little cave painting on the far wall and a group of buttons just in front of the diorama. We're in a museum. Can we have a look at the uh, images on the wall, please? Uh, yeah, so the cave painting that you see is a, a prehistoric uh, painting showing um, a hunter uh, fighting a mammoth. That's amazing. This is actually a pretty good facsimile of a cave painting with a little hunter on the right-hand side running towards the left with what looks like a spear. And the arrows haven't gone yeah. A pretty cool image of a mammoth running away with lots of arrows in it. Um, the arrows are going to the mammoth at various different directions. There's like 12 arrows or so. I can't see any obvious pattern, uh, but there we are. Uh, we we have different numbers of sticky outy bits from the arrows. Um, yeah, the flights aren't consistent. Yeah, that's true. I wonder if that might be linked to our four-digit toolbox code. 
I wouldn't know um, how, but different parts of the mammoth. We could uh, go left to right, but say you went left to right, we'd get four. Let's call them feathers, I guess. That four, one, it's a little sort of yeah, four, one, two, two, two. No, sorry, four, one, two, two, one, two, four, two, 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 three, two. Hmm. If we did it by, I think, yeah. So if we follow your methodology for parts of the mammoths, but then maybe have it cumulative. So on the head, for example, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, I like it. Um, so I'm just going to draw back. a quick mammoth. Oh my God, it looks like a pig. Um, <laughs> my, my drawing, not yours, Jamie. Yours is great. So sorry, was that That's seven fine. on the first one? So seven on the first one. And on the back, I see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And then on the underside, four, and in the middle, um, one, two, three, four, five, six. So, what about that leg? That, uh, that leg. Oh, piss. Oh, well, yeah. that's, that, that is my entire theory. Well, up the no, no, no. I th- maybe you're onto something. So we've got three uh, arrows going to the head. We've got four arrows going into what you might call the belly or the torso. Four going to the back and one going into the leg. Um, so if we count up the, the flight feathers on those arrows, it would be oh, five, seven on the head, two, four, eight, ten on the belly, three, five, eight on the back, and two on the leg. But I don't have an obvious reason for that order. That's yeah. just me going from left to right, kind of. Hmm. The toolbox code, is it um, all zero to nine? Uh, yes, they are four digits, zero to nine. When you say it's that rusty and it's damaged, is it damaged to the point where the lock can be opened by hand? Uh, no, it is and brute forceable. It has to be unlocked with the code. I was going to say, what, what about my Alad? <laughs> <laughs> you start we, bashing we, it against the wall as hard as you can. You're, ah! Nothing still. It's surprisingly steadfast for an old uh, toolbox. <laughs> one day. One okay. day. Well, why don't one day the answer will be smash it? <laughs> I did a room once when the answer was smash it. Um... Okay, so let's try the theory then. So in the head, we've got, in terms of flight feathers on the arrows going in, we've got four, five, se- uh, seven. Seven, seven so on the, the head. first number is seven. Let's go belly next. Yeah, so belly, I've got six. No. Seven, eight, four, nine, ten. Six. Oh, yeah. yeah, ten. Oh, shit, that doesn't work. Yeah, I think, I mean, so if we did mm. seven, six, eight, six... So if we had the foot one cumulative with the belly, and I'm conscious at this point, I'm essentially making up as I go along, um, then that could be... I mean, is there a clue in the waterfall? I'm going to listen to the waterfall again. I will tell you that the location of the arrows does not matter. Uh, the arrows do matter. They're, they're in different directions. Oh, facing. I, I was looking at them, and then I was looking at the handprints and wondering if if you could sort of impose one over the other because the direction of the handprints are all slightly different too they're not all facing the same way hang on jamie the uh, the toolbox mm-hmm. uh, so there was a post-it on it was there anything else in the toolbox at all uh nothing else in the toolbox other than that post-it note anything else in that cave uh it's pretty barren actually it was just yeah the um the waterfall and that toolbox okay there's in in the the sound that we hear at the waterfall um there's a moment where a voice comes in and says something i'm wondering if there's something there it kind of goes whoa but i i'm trying to listen for what it's saying mm. the waterfall is currently masking any other sounds it is that loud okay. oh can we stop the waterfall 
by the power of Grayskull. With the Coracle? <laughs> oh. Could, actually, can we? How big is this waterfall? It's huge. It is massive. The Coracle mm. is tiny compared to it. Can I soak it up with my luscious locks? <laughs> <laughs> Not enough, unfortunately. <laughs> Would you like a steer? No, heavens no. Yes, please. <laughs> so we have one. Damn you. Yes. <laughs> um, I will say with this one, the quantity of arrows is relevant, as is the number of fletchings on the arrows. The direction, the location do not matter. Ah, okay. Okay. Hang so on there's then. a dozen arrows. How many arrows of each, how many matching arrows are there of each? Oh, sugar, Aled, yes. Oh, of course, we've got one, two, so three, and four three. fletchings. Ah, uh, clever. Uh, okay, so one fletching arrows, there is two. Two fletching arrows, there are seven. Three fletching arrows, which would not fly well at all, I might add. There are one. <laughs> And four fletching arrows, there are two. Two. So two, seven, one, two. Well done, Allard. Okay, can we go to the toolbox and two, seven, one, two, please? Into that rusty, very battered, Allarded uh, toolbox. Uh, you put in two, seven, one, two in the toolbox and the lock pops open to reveal a lantern. Uh, when you switch well the lantern on, the light has a sort of a blue tint to it. It does have a little post-it note that's stuck on the underneath as well that says... The ancients created valves to control the water. They built them using calcite rods, which glows red under ultraviolet light. Calcite rods. Okay, so that's the nuns. Yep. Yeah, it's the nuns. Okay, can we shine our blue, black, our black light? Oh, we're going to shine our black light over the nuns. <laughs> over the nuns. <laughs> oh. uh, so you shine the lantern and over the nuns. And see the stains. Uh, they glow a rainbow of colours in the light. Uh, going from left to right, the nuns are coloured white, red, blue... Yellow, red, white. Okay, so we need the red ones. Can we please depress the second from the left and the second from the right, please? Uh, yeah, so you grab the tops of the stalagmites and give them a good old-fashioned tug. Uh, you can't see anything happen, uh, but it does suddenly go a little bit quieter. The waterfall's gone. Let's return to the waterfall. And do we hear something different? So you return to the Cathedral Cave and the waterfall has indeed receded. And this is what you hear. Jamie, is that you? Yeah. <laughs> Haunting. Is this so Welsh? This is Allard. Translate. That wasn't Welsh. <laughs> that was just slowed down gibbery. <laughs> ah, yes, that kind of Welsh. Indistinguishable to the common ear. <laughs> Old war. It's not backwards, in is there. it? Sorry, Alad? It's not playing backwards. Old war in a zomu. That's what I'm hearing. Old war in a zomu. As far as you can tell, it's some sort of Neolithic um, language. Um. Oh, Welsh. <laughs> Old war near Zemu. Oh, old war in Zomu. Old wars in Zomu's is what I'm hearing. Anyone else? Yeah, I'm not getting anything different. All I've got is all war. Would you like a steer? Please. Uh, there are some buttons in the caveman diorama that you've not interacted with yet. Oh, oh yeah. We take a close uh, look at the caveman diorama. We we haven't looked at the sun. 
All the fish. Uh, so in the in the caveman diorama, there's a series of buttons that says, oh. um, learn to speak caveman with a series <laughs> of images. Oh. Um, hey, John, we did that thing again. Oh, no. Um, as no. Th- there, are, there are six uh, buttons in total. There's a swordfish, a puffer fish, a red man, a blue man, a blackbird, and a ladybird. And as you press each of them in turn, you press swordfish, and it says, kiri arwa. You press puffer fish. And it says, Gire Arwa. You press red man, it says, Iri Zomus. You press blue man, it says, Baya Zomus. You press blackbird, it says, Buala Agri. You press ladybird, it says, Inex Agri. Iri Zomus sounds like red man. So I've got blackbird, red man. Iri Zomus. Can you just give us Blackbird again, Jamie? Blackbird is is Boala Agri. Okay, no. Um, Red Man's definitely the end. The um the three words that you heard um that echoing in the cathedral chamber were Arwa, Inex, Zomus. Okay, so Inex means red, red fish, red man. Okay, sorry. So uh, the, the text that we can hear. Oh, sorry. Fish red. Fish red. No, we're missing a bit. Oh, I like this one. You have okay. 90 seconds left. Okay, so man is Zomos. So Awa is fish lady man. Fish lady man. Fish lady man. Yeah. Oh, as in so the secret as in, to push the hands so in. So we need to put our hands on probably. Plus press on the fish, fish then the boobs, then the, dick, then the penis. No, yeah, fish, dick, fish. Yeah, what Don said. What was it? Can we go do that? <laughs> fish, boobs, ma- fo- fish, boobs, dick. Yes, yeah, so all three of us in the fish, all three of us in the boobs, all three of us in the willy. Okay. F- fish. Sounds like a good evening to me. So <laughs> you place your hands on the fish, the boobs, and the dong. And as soon as you do, you hear an almighty gurgling from beneath you as the lake begins to drain. Thousands of tons of water deplete from the pool in seconds, probably on its way to completely fuck up a smaller village somewhere in mid-Wales. <laughs> and you gaze over the edge and see a gaping abyss before you. What would you like to do? In we, in we go? Into the abyss. Oh, can, I go, can I go into the, into the abyss in a coracle, please? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Screw these fuckers. Um, so... Mike, you jump in the coracle, and uh, John and Alan are next to you on the left and right, and you all start chanting as they push you. Feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme, get it up, it's coracle time. It's Bob Slate down. They push you over the edge, and you just plummet. You fall for a solid 30 seconds before you slam into a Neolithic trampoline and bounce back up with an almighty force. You soar above the roof of the cave, back through the hole in the ceiling where you first came through, and punching through that boulder. Mozart's ghost is still there and spies you, gives you a very quick before you punch through the ceiling of the tunnel above you and are out into the open air. You're still rising, going high above the zoo you first landed in all those weeks ago. With the sun in your face and the wind in your hair, you feel euphoric. And then you stop in midair for a brief moment as your momentum stalls and you begin to fall again. To be continued. And you've solved my puzzle. Congratulations. Well done, Jane. How much time do we have left? Um, None. I, I, allowed, I, I allowed some stoppage time because you were listening to the um, to the sounds, so it was about fifty seconds. <laughs> you were you were tight, but well done, chaps. That was a good I, good puzzle. Yeah. I really that, that was very good. We will talk about it in the pub. Yes, but I just want to say how much of that ending was uh, was rift, Jamie. 
Uh, how, much, well, how much of that ending was pre-prepared, or was it just the the ending was pre-prepared to a certain extent? Um, the reason I gave you the rope was that you might not just leap into the abyss head first. If you want to be a bit the more cautious, the rope, Allard. Chekhov's the, rope, but it was fine. You you did you still went in. I was happy about that. So that was the main thing. Peter just stood there going, oh, Fuck I would this. have just dived in. Yeah, I mean <laughs> by that point I was like, We're out of time, I'm just dumping in now. <laughs> yeah. I either die or I win. It's one or the other. Either I die or I win. <laughs> yeah. oh, Jesus. I stopped the time once the water receded because the threat had gone. So you could have spent another half an hour there if you wanted to, deliberating how you'd climb down, but you're all good. Well done, chaps. Oh, cheers, Jerry. That was a good one. Look forward to talking about that in the pub. Yes, yeah, so that's it for this episode. Come join us next week at the Cave Inn. We will have a drink and a little chat about the room, what we just did. If you enjoyed this episode, then please leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice. We like us, we hope you like us, and we want more people to like us. So every review you leave will get us in front of more people. And if you want to support the show, then consider joining our Patreon program over at patreon.com slash the infinite escape room, where for as little as one pound a month, you can get early access to episodes and unlock bonus features that we don't show to the common folk. We love you lots, and we'll see you next time on the infinite escape room. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.